Welcome to episode 103 of the Daniel Yoris podcast. Five tips to have great workouts every time. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here. First solo episode since crossing the 100 episode mark. So I'll take a quick second to acknowledge crossing that mark and uh, just thank you for being here. Thank you for rolling with me and we keep on going onwards and upwards and just in that fashion. Uh, I'm working with a weird lighting setup today, so not. I really don't want to take too much time because I'm running out of daylight, and that's the why reason I have this setup. So this light behind me is like super bright. I'm not sure if this looks great or terrible. If you watch the video version of this or see any of the clips on uh, Instagram, let me know. I've got a. This is one of the things that I need to do to keep making the podcast better. Is just getting more consistent video setup for this. Uh, working with daylight is great except when it's not. And uh, we run out of daylight quite quickly here in the wintertime. So whatever. If this, if you think this video looks horrible, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, if you think it looks great, then uh, then let me know. I will say this, uh, as far as 100 episodes in, the, uh, the best way to support the podcast is to sign up for a one-on-one online fitness coaching with me. And if it's not you, then maybe refer me to a friend who you know that they want to get in great shape podcast is awesome, but coaching people is what I do best and uh, makes everything else possible. So that's the best way to support uh, ratings, reviews, subscriptions, all those things. It definitely, definitely helps as well, but that's uh, really the best, uh, the really the best thing. Another thing just to clean up the housekeeping here, uh, I'm about to start getting in very, very good shape for myself. Uh, it's going to be a pretty serious block of training for several months. Uh, basically going to be getting into my own best shape ever for a variety of reasons, which constitutes uh, its own episode, maybe another time or maybe not. The reason I say this is because I'm brainstorming some ways to include you and kind of bring you along the journey of this um, workouts and nutrition and all the things that will go into that. So I'm thinking about maybe more in-depth training videos, which would require a videographer. If you or someone you know in the Vaughn area, uh, send them my way. Um, maybe some type of a messaging group, a Discord or something where I can share the workouts and all the things and community and discuss, but I'm not really sure. So I'm just kind of brainstorming, trying to figure out how to see what's best and see how I can bring you along with me on this. So if you have any ideas, uh, shoot them to me on Instagram at Daniel Yoris. That's the best way. And, uh, I'll make this as good as possible for all of us. Anyways, enough of that. Hopefully that wasn't too long. Today's topic is going to be about how to have great workouts all the time. Of course, we have good days and bad days in the gym, just like we have good days and bad days in life. And ideally we'd like to have more good days than bad days, but how do we go about actually making that happen? It's not just totally up to chance. It is a cause of our habits, routines, and all of the things. And there are many things that we can control, many of which we can't. Now we can't live a perfect life, but we can do the best that we can to optimize our life. So this episode is a shout out to my uh, my good buddy, other guy, and he will get that reference if he sees this. Uh, but he asked me about this a little while ago, a few, few days ago, the other day, whatever it was, and uh, inspired this episode. I think it's also a timely discussion because it's going to be close to the end of January when you're listening to this or when this comes out. And you've probably been back in the gym for at least a few weeks, whether it's getting back into routine and refocusing or getting in the gym for the first time or wherever you're at in your fitness journey. But you've probably finished that little bit of a honeymoon phase of getting back in the gym, new program, new motivation, new excitement, all that stuff. And now we've probably 
had some good days and bad days, and you realize that hopefully you haven't quit. If you're listening to this, you probably haven't quit. So <laughs> pat on the back to you for that. But you realize that you're in the long haul now. The, the excitement, the novelty uh, is over, and that's okay. But now you got to realize that fitness is a now until forever thing. And so having more good days is going to be one of the many things that contributes to actually staying in the gym for an extended period of time forever. And how do we go about doing that? So let's talk about uh, some strategies, right? Because we said that, or I said that you can't control everything, obviously. I mean, sometimes you're just going to have bad days for things totally out of your control, We can try and limit those to the best of our abilities, but we can control the things that we can control or we should control the things that we can control and then let the chips fall as they may. There are going to be good days and bad days no matter what though. So let's just work on optimizing the things that we can. Here are five things uh, that you can do to have the best workouts most of the time. Number one, this is going to be, number one is sleep. Obvious, boring, you've heard before. It's still the thing that matters the most, in my opinion. If you're not sleeping well, if you're not sleeping enough, you're not going to bed at the right times, it's going to have a big impact. It's, it is an, a difficult one to change because it's a pretty big habit change. It constitutes a pretty large portion of our, of our day, but very important. You should be aiming to sleep for seven and a half to nine hours a night. The seven and a half to nine hours comes from this. Our sleep cycles, you've heard of stages of sleep. There's deep sleep and light sleep and REM sleep, and that's not important what those things are. But these cycles turn over in roughly 90-minute time periods. So when you go to sleep, you want to use these time periods effectively. You want to get through full cycles of sleep. Now, of course, it's not exactly 90 minutes for any one person, but it's roughly 90 minutes. If you wake up in the middle of one of these cycles, then your sleep will feel disrupted or you won't, you'll feel a little bit more groggy. It's like if you take a nap for like an hour, you probably won't feel as good as if you took a nap for an hour and a half because an hour and a half, you've now gone through that full cycle. You'll feel more rested. So you want to use these even on your full sleep. So that's seven and a half or nine hours. Eight hours is right in that middle zone and you know obviously don't count the time that you're not actually asleep when you're just laying in bed rolling around not asleep that doesn't count now you can't perfectly time this and set your alarm exactly at the time but you know do your best seven and a half to nine hours try to sleep and wake at the same time each day regularity is good in fact i read somewhere that if you continually go to sleep much later or wake up much later or much earlier it's almost the same effect or a very similar effect as giving yourself a jet lag and that's not a good feeling so don't do that try to <laughs> try to sleep at the same time uh, as much as you can including on the weekends no you can't bank sleep uh, sleeping in saturday morning or sunday morning doesn't catch up on the sleep that you missed the previous nights or from monday to friday Humans can't bank sleep, unfortunately. When you've missed that night of sleep, you've missed that night of sleep, and it's gone for forever. Can't make up for it. So try to sleep and wake at the same time every night. Some other general sleep tips. Don't eat too close to bedtime. Don't be on your phone and screens and doing something that is mind-stimulating. Sleep in a dark room and don't have caffeine 
late in the day. Those are some pretty simple, easy tips. And you can talk for hours and hours about sleep. And we've talked about it here on the podcast before in previous episodes, but get your sleep under control. If you find yourself having bad workouts too often, it's probably something that can be improved upon. Number two, have a warm up. I am shocked with the amount of knowledge that exists in the world and in the world of fitness and gym stuff, how few people actually do a warm up in the gym. You just walk into the gym, do a couple of, you know, little arm swings, and then you just start your working sets. Well, someone who is a total beginner might be okay doing that. I would even caution against that because you still want to prepare yourself for what you're about to do. As you become more advanced in training, the warm-up becomes even more important. Consider someone who deadlifts 500 pounds. They can't just walk into the gym, shake their legs out, and then just start ripping 500 pounds off the floor. There is something that, you know, your body has to be prepared. 500 pounds is still 500 pounds, even if that's easy for someone it's still 500 pounds of force being exerted against the body, all these things. So the more advanced you become, the more important your warm-up is. It doesn't have to be something crazy fancy, but it does have have to be something that prepares you for the workout. Shake the cobwebs out, even if you will. Sometimes people way overcomplicate the warm-up, and it's like a you know 97-step warm-up that takes 37 minutes and uses 55 pieces of equipment. Not necessary at all. Your warm-up should take like seven to 10 minutes at max. And here's like a general outline. I can't actually demonstrate exercises for you. And that's not what I'm going to do in the, in the podcast, but a general skeleton of your warmup should look like this. Do a couple minutes of some light to moderate cardio, biking, jogging, jumping jacks on the spot, using a rower machine. Doesn't matter. Just something to get your heart rate up because one important part of the warmup is actually warming up your body, heating up your body temperature, your muscles, and the tissues function better at a slightly elevated temperature. Obviously, you can overheat, but at a slightly elevated temperature. So get your body warm, get your heart rate up. Second from that would be some general dynamic stretches and controlled articular rotation. So just taking your joints through their full range of motion. Cars, if you if you are familiar with that term. Uh, things like a world's greatest stretch, various forms of you know inchworms and lunging and twisting and something that's dynamic, that's moving your body through ranges of motion. And it doesn't necessarily have to be anything that specific. It can just be very general. Then third, and and the final piece of the warmup is very light or body weight sets of the main exercises that you are going to be doing. So you've done your little bit of cardio, you've done your kind of general dynamic warmups and say you're squatting today. Then you would go and do a couple bodyweight squats, squat with just a, an empty bar, and then work your way up until whatever amount of weight that you're going to be squatting with. You're not just going to, same example, you did all that warm up and you deadlift 500 pounds. You're not just going to go from that to deadlift 500 pounds. No, you're going to probably do 135, 225, work your way up. So that's pretty much the the skeleton of your warm up. Very important to include it will help you have a better workout because you'll be in the zone you'll be your body will be more prepped for the workout you're less likely to injure yourself which is also a huge <laughs> benefit i don't think anyone enjoys getting injured um what else is a warm up good for i feel like this is a thing that we don't even need to 
really kind of discuss, but it doesn't take that long and it doesn't need to take that long. So if this is not something that you're doing, highly recommend that you do it. Don't think that much about it. Just do it. And the benefit to the cost ratio is in your favor. I promise. Number three, have a workout program. I cannot stress this enough. This one confuses me even more than the lack of warmups. There are infinite workout programs available online for free. You can go and chat GPT, the AI writing communication software, type in build me a workout, and it will give you one. It might not be great, but it'll give you one. There's a lot of really bad programs out there that people sell and that are also for free that humans wrote as well. So, But that's not the point. The point is you should have a workout program. And here's why. Not having a workout program is like trying to drive to a restaurant in the city next to your city, except you don't have the address and you don't have a GPS. So you kind of know generally that like, okay, it's, you know, it's east of me. I just got to keep going somewhere in that direction. And like eventually you'll get there, maybe, but it's going to take you way longer and be way more difficult than it would if you just had the directions. Your workout program is the directions. You say, I want to increase strength. Okay, write the program to increase strength. The program should include exercises and progressions and information, stimulus, and progressive overload, which shouldn't be in every program anyways, but should provide the roadmap to how to as to how you can increase your strength. And if you follow that, then you'll get there, assuming it's at least a half-decent program. So follow a workout program. The reason why this is going to make you have better workouts is it's going to keep you focused over the long term. You're not going to be stressing about what you should do in the gym. You see people in the gym wandering around, uh, looking around for like what machine happens to be open next or, you know, it's just these haphazard workouts. And then you wonder why, like, oh, that wasn't really a good workout. You end up doing your workout in some weird order because that was the way that the equipment was, was available. Like you did bicep curls you did a whole bunch of bicep curls first and then you go and try and do pull-ups and you wonder why like, oh, my pull-ups suck today. It's like, well, you did pull-ups last. You smoked your biceps and then you tried to do pull-ups afterwards. No wonder they were bad. It's not because you were bad at pull-ups today. It's just because your workout in that day was not conducive to being having a good pull-up performance. So it, it, you have to have a workout program. Like just just follow anything, at least anything. If you're not gonna you know pay and for, for a good one and consult someone who knows what they're talking about and going to personalize and whatever, at least just, just download a free one. At least I, I, I really don't think that there's much of an excuse for this. So have a workout program. It's going to keep you having better workouts for the long run. Another thing that this is beneficial for is being able to actually measure your progress over time. If you just, let's use our pull-up example, say today you get five pull-ups and then you know, because you don't have a program, you just do pull-ups again whenever you feel like it or whenever the pull-up bar is free at the gym. So maybe you do pull-ups today, you get five. And then you don't end up doing pull-ups again for another like two and a half weeks. But it was in a different order with different exercise pairings. You you did deadlifts that day. You did uh, some, you know, a bunch of bicep curls before, whatever. And so then you get four four pull-ups only. And it's like, okay, well, I must have gotten weaker. 
Well, it's probably not true. You probably didn't get weaker if you've been consistent in the gym. Even if you've been following nothing, you probably didn't get weaker. But you probably didn't, you're not sure if you've been able to improve your pull-up performance because it's not an equal test. It's like weighing yourself in the morning and then weighing yourself in the, in the evening on a different day and then not understanding why your weight has changed. Well, at the end of the day, you've drank water, you've drank whatever else you've drank, you've ate food, you've gone to the bathroom. Like, of course your weight is going to fluctuate. So it's a way to measure your progress that actually is valid over time. And of course you want to be progressing. It doesn't have to be necessarily at pull-ups. It can be over the whole course of your workout and total volume of poundage lifted, uh, cardio goals, whatever you have, whatever goals you have, it doesn't matter. This, this having a worker program goes across all goals. So I don't know how much more I can stress this, but you must have a workout program and I'll just leave it there. Send me a message. If you want a workout program, I'll, I'll send one to you for free. Uh, okay. Next number four, hydration and nutrition. Again, this seems obvious and like, you know, none of these things are rocket science. If you, if you've not, uh, if you're not, if you're new here, you, you shouldn't be surprised that like none of the, any of the things that I talk about, this is not cutting edge, new science, new secret way to have a good workout every time. Like, no, it's just, you gotta do the basic shit very well and very often. That's it. But you have to do it. Hydration and nutrition. You have to make sure you've been drinking enough water. Let's talk about water first. Your muscles are made up and most of your body is made up of a lot of water. If those things are depleted of the thing that they're made up of, water, then they are not going to perform as well. Simple as that. Now, you don't need to be measuring every single cup and millimeter. Let me just adjust this camera. Okay. I don't know if that made a difference. Uh, what was I saying? You don't need to be measuring every single milliliter that you're drinking. Um, but you should be roughly keeping track just to make sure that you're drinking enough. If you can't be bothered to measure the amount of water that you're drinking, if your pee is clear or at least clear-ish, then you're probably doing all right on the nutrition. If your pee is dark or deep yellow, then that's not a good sign and you should definitely drink some more water. General rule of thumb for how much water you should be drinking is your body weight, half of your body weight in ounces in water. Yes, half of your <laughs> half of your body weight in ounces of water. That's how much uh, you should be drinking. So I did the math on this uh, beforehand because I'm not good at math unless it's barbell math. But <laughs> here are some some generals, and then you know figure out wherever you fall in this. If you're a 125 pound person, half your body weight in ounces equates to about 1.8 liters of water. 150 pounds, 2.2 liters. 175 pounds, 2.6 liters, and 200 pounds, three liters of water. Again, these are just general. If you sweat more after workout, increase that amount. I wouldn't go lower than that, but find out wherever you fall in that thing or just do the math on your own weight and drink that much water in the day and throughout the day. Try to not have a ton of water now and then no water for like six hours. Try to just, you know, drip your water throughout the day. I think the easiest and best tip to get this done is to always have water around you. So if you're at home, have a cup of water or a jug of water on your desk if you're working from home. And if you're out and about on the go, buy a water bottle invest the $10 in like a reusable water bottle that you can bring around with you and always have that with you. If you have it with you, you are significantly more likely 
to actually drink it. If you have to remember to find water and drink water, then and then take some time and effort to go out and find the water and get it and remember to do it and bring it back to your desk and get distracted, you're way less likely to actually do it. So have water around you wherever that is, wherever it is that you are typically during the day. I'm proud of my uh, my pre preset math here because I definitely would not have been able to do that math in my head. As a as a trainer, people think we're like good at counting and stuff, but I'm good at counting up to up to eight. I'd I always say up to eight, I'm like pretty confident. Eight to twelve is wishy washy because I usually anyone who who like my in person clients, like you, you if you haven't seen this, I'm shocked, but like I count on my fingers. I count the reps on my fingers. And it's not because I can't count to 10, but it's so that I can talk and pay attention, but still keep counting at the same time. But, uh, yeah. So after 10 things get weird, uh, you, you know, I'd run out of fingers and, uh, and 15 and above is, is literally trainers have no idea. So <laughs> never trust your trainer to count. And, uh, and we're only good at barbell math. 45 plus 45 equals 135. If you get it, you get it. If not, can't help you. <laughs> what's next? Uh, nutrition side of this. So, so get your water under control, be drinking water throughout the day, uh, half your body weight in ounces of water. Nutrition. This is obviously different for everyone, but don't eat too little. That sounds silly, but it, one of the biggest things that would happen is where you haven't eaten for a long period of time, you're coming to the gym and you haven't eaten in like five, six hours. That's something that it, we see I see commonly, especially in people who work out after work, where you might have your lunch or your lunch break around, you know, 12 or 1230. And then you have, you know, whatever you have for lunch. And then you go to work, you go to the gym straight after work around 530 or six o'clock and you don't eat anything in that time. And it's like, it's a pretty long, you know, five or six hours of time. You're going to be pretty hungry. Blood sugars like kind of on the, on the down. So that is something that can definitely worsen your gym performance. And it's going to make you have a worse workout. Try to avoid that as much as possible. My best suggestion, if you are one of those people in that scenario that I just described would be to have a snack. And I think a great snack to have around is just a banana. It's easy to take around. Doesn't require being in a fridge. Doesn't, it's not all that delicate, not going to really go bad and all that stuff. And it is quick enough energy to get you through the workout yet it's not very heavy so that it feels like it's sitting like a like a lump in your stomach so you should be able to eat it and then work out immediately or you know give yourself 30 minutes or however it works out for you but that's probably like my my go to if i'm you know between if i'm far between meals yet i need to get a workout in uh, but this is just a little thing and this all comes down to comes down to scheduling, which is what we're going to talk about next. But this is just organizing your day in such a way to set yourself up to have the greatest success. So if you know that a common thing is, oh, I always feel hungry like before I go to the gym and not having eaten, or at the same time, like if you have a huge meal right before you go to the gym, the reverse is also true for some people where you have a, you know, say you have a massive lunch or a big dinner, maybe it would be more likely. You have a big dinner you get home from from work at six o'clock. You have a big dinner, and then you go to the gym at seven thirty or eight o'clock or whatever, and you just feel super heavy. Well, don't have that huge dinner and then go to the gym. Have a little bit of dinner, go to the gym, and then come back and have the rest of your dinner, if you will, after that. So this is just about setting yourself up for success. So figure out what works best for you, and then design your daily schedule around that. I think that's it for. Hydration and nutrition, but very important um, and mostly 
like anything, just comes down to planning and being prepared. The last thing, last tip that I have here is setting a routine, like I just mentioned. I think a very beneficial way to go about this is to try to, not try to, you have to treat your workouts as something that is just a thing that you do. It's not something that should be squeezed into your calendar. Oh, I'll get to the gym when I when I can. You know, <laughs> you definitely know that, that doesn't happen. And if you do, it's a uh, rushed and half-assed and you know not prepared and all the things are not ready. So one is actually scheduling your workout. Your if your work schedule is very regular, say like you just work typically nine to five, then you know that there's not that much pulling at your time that's going to throw you off routine and you know that okay on Monday, Wednesday and Friday I can go to the gym at whatever time. Schedule that in your calendar, non-negotiable, it's just part of the things that you do. And if you're someone who has a varied schedule like myself where your schedule is not the same every single week and you've got appointments and whatever meetings and stuff all over the place, then on once a week you probably I would hope that you know your schedule like, you know, on Sunday night, you probably know what you're doing, you know, Monday to, to the, the coming Friday. Look at the calendar, say, okay, I can, I need to get to the gym three times this week. This week, uh, Monday's not good. Tuesday, I can do that. Okay. Tuesday afternoon, block off that two hours to get there. Uh, Thursday morning, I can get there and Friday afternoon, whatever it is for you. But look at your calendar, takes five minutes and just block off that time and treat it as a, an appointment that has to be done just like your meetings, just, just like everything else, because it does have to be done. So, that's that's the first part of routine. The second part of routine is your actual like pre-workout routine. And now this includes your warm-up, but I'm even talking about before your warm-up. Some people get like <laughs> a little bit too hardo about this and like really jacked up on like the motivation and like, yeah, I'm like gonna, you know, go fight my demons and like crush the world and like look at me how motivated I am and like you know whatever if that's your thing like do your thing watch Rocky every time before you work out <laughs> like whatever I don't I don't really care what it is it doesn't matter you don't have to be that much of a hardo about it though you can just do whatever it is for you it's getting changed putting your workout clothes on for me it's the the playlist that I use my workout playlist is it's a it's it hasn't changed in years and it probably won't but it's a collection of songs that are songs that I used to listen to pre-game when I was playing soccer forever ago, or it feels like forever ago. And so that, you know, that those pre-game songs were like, they, they took me to that, that place, like the game time it's on kind of place in my head. And so even now going to the gym again, like I'm probably one of the, you know, the hardo people that I was just talking about of like, <laughs> you got to get myself all fired up to go work out. And like, I'm just working out. I'm not going to war. So but, but that's a thing for me that like when that playlist comes on, then it's time to work out. And so that's like a, a little bit of a brain trigger to myself that again, when I hear that, when I hear that music and I hear those songs and I hear that playlist come on and my, my workout shoes could have different shoes that I work out with. When those shoes go on, I tie them up. I don't usually tie my shoes elsewhere. So like tying the shoes, those kind of things, they bring me to that place in my head. And it's not like a super aggressive, you know, very amped up place, but it's a place in my head that means, Hey, it's time to work out and we're about to get going now. So whatever that routine is for you, again, a playlist, a set of clothes, a a hype up video that you watch in the parking lot on your phone, whatever it is, establish some type of pre-workout routine that allows yourself to go to that place. That means, Hey, it's time to work out. So considering all these things, I mean, you're still going to have off days and that's okay. You control what you can, let the chips fall as they may, and uh, we just roll the punches. I think 
a very important thing to keep in mind with all of this is that progress happens over the long term. Of course, we can, you know, we want to stack up wins every day in the gym, a little bit of a PR, a little bit better form, a little bit more comfortable this, whatever. But in reality, like your your body's not changing all that much on a day-to-day basis. So, if you have a bad workout today, you can either get down about it and just feel shitty about it, or you can take that as an opportunity to zoom out a little bit and look at how far you've come over the past couple of weeks. Say you've had great workouts for three weeks. Today was a shit day. Okay. But the last three weeks have been amazing. Gym performance has been amazing, been feeling good. Uh, body's feeling good, no injuries, all that stuff. Numbers are going up. If you zoom out and you say, okay, I've had a great three weeks, have one off day. That's okay. It's going to happen. Then you use that one off day as an opportunity to reevaluate the things that you've been doing. Have I been getting good sleep? Have I been doing my warm up? Have I been following my workout program? Have I been on point with my nutrition and my hydration? Have I been skipping parts of my pre-workout routine? Whatever it is, reevaluate those things. And if there's something off, opportunity to fix it. Rather than not evaluating it, continuing to make the same mistakes, one bad workout becomes two bad workouts, becomes a month of bad workouts, becomes out of the gym. And we don't want that. So use these bad days as times to reflect on what you've been doing well, what you can improve on, doubling down on the good habits, and removing the bad habits. I think a really good way to also think about it is to try to never have two bad days in a row. This goes, I think, across a lot of habit change where, you know, again, good days, bad days, good things happen, bad things happen, and all everything in between. But if you can not have two bad days in a row, then you're going to be doing pretty good because two bad days in a row is if you had that first bad day and you were conscious of it, that second bad day is a little bit more of a decision because you probably didn't do something to correct for whatever happened the first day. Now, this is of course not a a blanket statement. There are plenty of things that are out of control that can make, you know, two bad days and a month of bad days and a year of bad days happen. And I'm not speaking to that. But if there are things that you can do to control your situation, then do those things. And if you don't do them, you only have yourself to blame. So try your best not to have two bad days in a row. And it's going to make uh, make your workouts a lot better. Man, that's pretty much it. To recap quickly, and I'll wrap this up. Five things to have better workouts most of the time. Get on point with your sleep. Have a proper warm-up. Have a proper workout program. Proper nutrition and hydration and establish a good pre-workout routine. If you have any questions on any of this, head to my website, send me an email. If you're interested in one-on-one online coaching, you can apply at danielyoris.com slash coaching. I'll put the links to that in the show notes for this episode. Um, send me some ideas again on the brainstorm of uh, stuff that you want to see from me as I kind of like work into my best shape ever here and, and what would be helpful for you or useful or interesting or entertaining or any of the above. Uh, just shoot me a message on Instagram. Follow me there as well if you're not already at Daniel Yoris. Share this episode with a friend who needs to hear it. That's a really helpful way to uh, to support the podcast and to uh, spread the good message because that's what it's all about. Rate, review, subscribe, share. I know we just asked a million things. These things all help. Uh, whatever one of them you feel like doing, do do any of them, all of them, one of them, whatever. Go outside. Be a good person. We'll see you soon.